This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Welcome to The Close Show. Today we have a special guest, Serena Turner, a film and TV development executive. Yes, yes. There we go. That is a mouthful. Often in Hollywood it is. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Me Too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the Me Too movement, uh, has that really uh, put a wrench in things? Um, Like how? Like in terms of what movie and TV shows get made or just like, yeah, I mean, but I think in a good way almost. I feel like there's more in the past, what, Me Too happened like a year and a half ago? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the change happened pretty quickly in terms of like more female representation in general. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people got fired. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah, I don't know. The Me Too movement at first, it was pretty upsetting to me. No one Me Tooed me. But <laughs> I was just like, I don't know if I could say this on air, but I thought the Me Too movement was for more people that were less attractive. They were the most upset about it, you know? Because now. What a Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I meant because, like, now with this Me Too thing, everyone's like, Chloe, like, use your brains, use your degree. You can't just be selling your body anymore to get on podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I'm not really quite sure how to respond to that. You don't have to. Oh, it yeah. was stupid. It was just a, a bad joke, I guess. You're good. Um, yeah, but I think in general it's been good. Yeah. Um, but as Hollywood does a lot of the time, they've gone a little overboard, I think. And yeah. now everything's so PC now. I thought the Oscars were so boring. And I always really liked the Oscars, but I thought they kind of sucked this year. Oh, yeah, because Kevin Hart wasn't there. No, just like the well, yeah. There was no host. There was. I kind of missed the like Ricky Gervais Golden yeah. Globe days where they would make fun of everyone. Didn't he get in trouble too when he was hosting? I don't think so. Oh yeah, well he got right. in trouble for like being a dickhead. Yeah, I saw him walking while hosting. Did he get in trouble? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, yeah. It was funny because I had a show the same night as the Oscars. Oh. They, I, this club, uh, they gave me, let's just say it was not Broadway Comedy Club, which we always give shout outs to, right, Maxie? Yeah, all the time. Best club in New York. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> Anyways, so this other club, I had a show there, and they gave me a 10.30 p.m. time slot on Sunday night of the Oscars. I don't, see, that part of being a comedian, like, going to clubs and doing sets at 11, 10 yeah. p.m. is insane to me. Well, like, obviously nobody came, but I was just like... <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't. Well, that's go- even more of a reason why it's yeah. like crazy to me. Like, you yeah. must really want to do that if you are yeah. doing that at 11 p.m. I mean, but I was like thinking like Kevin Hart was available. He, he could have done my show. He right? was available. It was yeah, available. I didn't see him at any of the Oscar, not that I was at the Oscar parties, yeah. but like, you know, the pictures or anything. I was doing some research today uh, just on hopefully my future and... Um, <laughs> I was just like Googling who, which comedians have made the most money. And I was thinking there would be a lot more money there than there is. But Kevin Hart was, I think, the second wealthiest, and he had like 120 million. And then Jerry Seinfeld, obviously like 900 something million. But other than that, the richest ones are like $20 million. And like, it's like Schumer and stuff. I was like, where are the bees? Well, I think why Jerry Seinfeld's obviously so rich. Yeah, from syndication. Yeah, right? exactly. That's the dream. But. Yeah, I don't. 
because like comedians, they don't like get treated. I feel like being a stand-up, that's like a lot of work. Like John Mulaney and stuff, they have all these like specials that are like I thought like very high production and stuff, and they don't get paid that. Yeah, much. I don't know. I wouldn't know how much they get paid, but probably like a couple thousand dollars, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Whereas yeah. like movie stars get paid like twenty-five million a movie, right? Well, no. like for action movies oh. and like you know big movie stars like. You know the Rock, but not you know that wonderful <laughs> Dwayne, actor, the, the Rock. Rock Johnson. Um, yeah, but no, not in general. They don't. I find get it very interesting. The whole well, keep well. writing your script. <laughs> um, dream big. Dream I'm helping big. Chloe with a script. That, yes, um, plug is plug. going very well. Oh my god, so thank you far. so much. Oh so my god, far. you're so welcome. <laughs> uh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I'm learning we a lot. We can get have Kevin Hart to. Play your love interest. Oh my god, Peter. perfect, perfect. That would be great. I think that would be great for listeners really to to everybody knows that I do am sexually into black men. <laughs> I feel like sexually so- <laughs> into black men. <laughs> no romance there, just pure lust. No, it's because um a lot of our guests have been white males, oh. right, Max? Yeah, basically all of them. <laughs> yes, and um. It's not on purpose, but sometimes Are you I, trying to date your guests? Yes. So oh, okay. mate could be you. Yes. Um <laughs> No. Uh yeah, because like I joke that like I use, you know, this podcast as like this is my Tinder. Oh, that's clever. Right? Yeah. I guess I'm kind of me tooing guests, aren't I? No. No. Unless you're like groping them in the hallway or something. Mm. I'm it's okay. A, it's with a it. podcast, so you no one can see <laughs> <laughs> what goes on under the table. This is a long table, though, and we're both short, so we I couldn't know. reach each other if we tried. You'd be surprised what you could do at this table. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I like that. When I, like, was young and wanted to be an actress. Oh, you did? I would, yeah. I didn't know you wanted to be an actress. Well, because it's the lamest thing ever. No offense. Um, uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's literally. And I would, no, I rock, would think yeah. about writing scripts and be like, ooh, I want, um, I mean, I can't remember who was, like, popular at the time but like Josh Hartnett oh my god I loved Josh Mm -hmm. Hartnett yeah I would like want I would write these parts with like them in mind and then thinking that they could be my boyfriend that's like the Olsen twins every single one of their movies they got to cast their own love interest I saw those movies oh like the one at Atlantis (laughs) what's it called again I don't know but like they were notorious for like (laughs) when they would make their movies they would get they would I don't think they were casting it they got to choose their boyfriends really yeah wow they were like very powerful little 12-year-olds. They No, I'm talking about the ones when they were like 16. Still. Yeah, they crushed. <laughs> they crushed the game. And then they end up choosing ooh, French dude, Sarkozy. <laughs> I, I haven't. The one of them married him? Oh, yeah. One of them is married to a very ugly older man. And Sorry. Like, R.I.P. Heath Ledger. We don't really know what happened there, but. Wait, one of them was dating Heath Ledger? The night when Heath uh, passed away. He's a big part of my stand-up. I love him. Uh, when he, when the night he died, one of the twins was in his hotel with him, I believe. Oh. Yes. That is very random. Yes, doing the, all the drugs. Right, Max? No, yeah, I don't know which one it is, but definitely <laughs> definitely one of them was involved. I don't really know about this stuff. Maybe I, I just forgot. It was a long time ago, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's probably in that time capsule somewhere. I do remember exactly where I was when I found out that he died. Where? I was working in the mailroom. I think it was like just after, like the year after I graduated from Hobart. And yeah, I remember being like, I had come, you like would take this like mail cart Mm -hmm. 
and sort mail and give it to all the agents. And I remember I'd come back down and everyone looked very sad. Wow. So this <laughs> was, was like, like, what's up, guys? This was like your 9 11. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember where I was for 9 11, too. Eastwoods. No. I'm not as young as you. Yeah. Okay. It was a taft. It was you, very weird. So you first wanted to be an actress. Yeah. And then what was like after college, you were like, I'm going to be a star? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I want. God, I feel like such a dork, but whatever. Yeah, I I wanted to be an actress. I would go to, I like went to acting classes during the summer. I went to, I mean, my sophomore year of college, I went to USC film school, but I okay. took a few acting classes as well. But I like never, I didn't talk about it. I was not, like, my parents obviously knew, Georgie knew, my sister, um, and, like, you know, Sarah Kirk, but, like, not yeah. a lot of people knew that because I was embarrassed. And then I went to L.A. after college, and that was still the goal, and I was going to, like, Madden Bennett, like, write a script yeah. like they did and then put myself in it and then be a huge star. star. Yeah. As I should be. And uh -huh. then I just realized I was writing all the time. And I realized that that's what I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. I still do that. But I'm, you know, more obviously an exec um, and develop other people's scripts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so then you went, so you went, did you do like auditions and like waitressing and auditioning? <laughs> no, I never did the that. Dream? That's also like part of what helped me realize that I didn't want to do it because I was... I went to some in L.A., never in New York. Um, that was also part of what helped me realize that I didn't want to do or I wasn't cut out for it. Like, I, I hated doing that. And I was lazy about it. Yeah. But I was, very, I was a very diligent writer. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I haven't produced any of my own scripts yet, but that's still very much so. And then you went from the acting and then you went to the other side of the industry because you're saying you were in a mailroom. Did you go to work at an agency? Though the, the mailroom is at the agency. Yes, but like, so you were acting and then were you already working in the agency? Oh, yeah. So when I moved out to LA. The um, mailroom is in the agency. <laughs> that would be hilarious shit. if you just like were like, and I'm like, so then you just worked <laughs> in a mailroom. I was a, I was a delivery mailman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my endeavor, mm -hmm. which is now WME. I was there for a few years and then, I mean, I, I wasn't saying that I was like acting is a stretch cause I like wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I would go to like things every once in a while, but like really like not. And, but yeah, I was always working in the biz yeah if you will cool um so yeah it was. <laughs> cool, man. cool man um it was sick she has the sickest references <laughs> me the biz yes uh, i was saying that like with quotes around i it. know i love it you loser um <laughs> yeah so i worked in the mailroom yeah not at the post office yes to be clear <laughs> um and then i started working at a production company which was dakota i feel like we didn't like since we've been developing your script I've oh yeah I guess I was there in, and then you were leaving yeah so yeah so it was at Dakota which was more actually comedy yeah based but that was kind of by default when I was you know my favorite I love comedies but you know I fell in love with more drama movies okay and so kind of the um Dakota was by fall although I did get to work on Arrested Development which was so fun, fun. <laughs> yeah 
That was the that was the reboot. Was the worst season ever. Wasn't that like they stopped for like a bunch of seasons or a yeah. bunch of years? Yeah, but also like the least critically acclaimed. But yeah, so it was the Netflix version. So Fox did like three seasons and it was canceled. And then like, I don't know how many years after that. Mm -hmm. Like five maybe? Yeah. Um, Netflix bought it. And this was like before Netflix was Netflix. Um, Yeah, they'd already done House of Cards and maybe the first season of Orange is the New Black, but they were not, you know. Yeah. I mean... Arrested Development is one of the funniest shows. It like is really I funny. laugh yeah. out loud at that show. It was, that was definitely still is a like career highlight of mine. Going to that set every day was very fun. And then I guess at that point probably like the actors were not as successful when it first came out and then when they came back 5 years later yeah, they probably so it was probably more I wonder if there was like a clash between them cuz it was like there no. no, everyone seemed to get along really well. The why it was shot that way, which was, you know, like Job would have his own episode and Tobias and whatnot, mm-hmm. is because after Arrested was canceled on Fox, they all became really, really famous. Yeah. I mean, Jason Bateman, huge, uh, Will Arnett. Uh, yeah. I'm blanking on. Um, Michael Sarah. Tony, Michael Sarah, and then Tony Hale from Veep, nicest person Which ever. one is Tony Hale? Um, he, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. He's the... Crazy one. The like dorky Buster. one. What is it? Buster. Buster. There we go. <gasps> oh my God. Buster. Wow. I'm terrible with names. But yes, he, uh, so they all just, their availability was very hard to get yeah. them all in the same room. So we shot that for almost six months, which is long. Okay. Um, That's long for a TV shoot? Long for TV and kind of long for a movie. I mean, it varies. Indies can be shot in, you know, 21 a few days. days or something. Um, oh, a few days. Well, when I say a few, I mean, you know, I don't know, 10. Wow. But that's if you're, like, not a lot of locations, small mm-hmm. cast, small crew. Yeah. Um, and you shoot very long days. But, um, yes, that was six months, which is long. Um, well, Mitch was also, like, Mitch Hurwitz, who created the show, was, okay. like, writing scenes that we were about to shoot on the spot constantly. He's just a very... He's constantly He just constantly is a Changing. like reworking things in his head. He thinks cool. he can always like one up himself almost, yeah. and he can't. I mean, he's a genius, genius that guy. Um, and so, God, what were you talking? <laughs> just lost my train of oh, thought. Oh, she's talking about if the characters like if they were still. Oh, friendly oh right. So, or... um, so we probably shot that for six months, and I think there were like four days where all nine main cast members were on set at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. Um, and those days were. Very fun. I mean, we would be on set till like 3 a.m. and you'd be like slap happy. It was like a family reunion, like a high school reunion. Yeah, and you just, I just felt like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, can I curse? Yeah, you okay. can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was very fun. That's awesome. It's kind of like Full House, except for without the creepy Bob set. <laughs> <laughs> is he on the reboot? I don't know. But I think that, like, wasn't there? I feel like he is. He is. I never, see- did you see the reboot of Full House? No. Me neither. I I think I saw one episode and was like, I'm out. Yeah. Although I loved the show when I was... I think Stephanie got really into math or something. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, not the character Stephanie. Yeah, in <laughs> real life. Candace? No, I don't remember what her no, name is. No, uh, Jodie Sweeten. Jodie Sweeten. That, right? that girl. God, Can- I am terrible with names and yet I remember yeah. Jodie Sweeten. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Wow. Get that out of the archives. Okay, about Arrested Development. Yeah. Michael Sarah is my celebrity crush. Yep. Is he so funny? He is. He's a little um, 
like shy or not, but just like more. So hot. You think he's hot? Yeah, I think he's so really? hot. Yeah. Huh. I think it's hot oh, that he's shot. on that said, Will Arnett was definitely my crush. Yeah. And almost every single time I saw him, I was at, um, oh my God, what is the catering? Um, and I craft, would be crafty? Craft ser- yeah, craft services. God, my mind is not okay. firing on Sunday. all cylinders today. Um, and I would be like cramming pizza or cookies down my mouth and there he would walk by. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, he was really nice. He wished me a happy birthday, Michael Sarah. I had oh, some birthday on 20 something. Uh, but yeah, they were all other than <laughs> Lucille, who yelled at me once. The um, which Lucille, Lucille one or Lucille two? Lucille one, Lucille two is Liza Minnelli. Yeah, it was <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, part one of my, I had many jobs on that set because I was the um, director's assistant. Mm-hmm. So any like random task that they needed, they would assign me with it. And one of those was Liza and actually Lucille um, could never remember their lines. So they needed teleprompters. And so I'd always have that for Liza. And that's why um, Lucille, uh, Jessica Walter, um, yelled at me because I like wasn't moving it to her liking. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, doing that, like, any sort of, like, talent liaison is kind of a nightmare. Yeah. But other than her, they were all, I didn't really get to know, um, what's her face? Ellen's wife? Oh, Portia Rossi. Yeah, but she seemed fine. Um, But, yeah, Jeffrey was my favorite. Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, which one is he? Oh, he's the dad? He's the dad, yeah, yeah. I I love Arrested Development. Yeah, I I worked for the Tennis Channel. At one point, one summer, <laughs> yes, for the US Open, I was let go. And um, go on, uh, yeah. So it was, it was actually crazy. No, experience. no, no. Why did you get let go? Oh, well, there was this little kid from Canada who's my best friend. He was a runner too, David. Wonder where you are, David. But um, <laughs> funny guy. Hope you're out there, David. And they gave us like we'd have to go get. The, he had worked for this, the Tennis Channel like multiple times. Like did like the French Open, Australian Open, whatever, whatever. And they gave us these, like, Heineken cards, and they would be like, okay, like, come back in an hour, get the talent, like, like the people in the tennis channel, like McEnroe and whoever was up there, uh, oh. Martina Navratilova. And then- I, John McEnroe was the first celebrity that I met, and he was so mean. Yeah, yeah, he threw a sandwich at my head. <laughs> he was like, ask for turkey, you <laughs> stupid bitch. Okay, <laughs> you're like. No, he threw a sandwich <laughs> at me because I got it wrong. He's funny. And uh, anyways, we were supposed to get them lunch or something, but David was just like my best friend. He's like, yo, they don't even tell these cards of unlimited money on them. Oh, no. I was like, really? And he's like, there's a Heineken lounge. So we would just go to the Heineken oh, lounge because okay. we're at the US Open all no, day and fine. all night. And we'd just sit in the Heineken lounge and just drink. And it was sick. When you were supposed to be working? Yeah, then we go give them their food, and then we go back and be like, such a long line for burritos. McEnroe's like, I wanted a turkey sandwich. And I'd be like, sorry, I'm drunk. Anyways, and, like, we could go into the, like, the main hallway where, like, the players would come out, and we would just, like, go try to talk to uh, Nadal. Oh, and we'd be like, he doesn't drunk. really speak English. No, so no, no. Luck. We would just see him. We'd knock on the door and he'd open. And we'd say, Vamos, Rafa. And he would just say, Okay. He has the best arms. He's so hot. Uh, I think so he kind of nice. looks like a rat. But wait, can we go back to John McEnroe for a second? Yes. I have kind of a funny John McEnroe Please. story. Well, I think it's kind of funny. Um, so I, my, I loved tennis when I was a kid. Yeah. And as you know, growing up on Long Island, you can go to the U.S. Open so easily. easily yeah. And so my dad and I would go 
a lot. And one time we went, we were sitting like outside the tennis courts. I don't, we were like on a bench or something, I don't know. And we see John McEnroe walk by and my dad like was so sweet and he knew I wanted to meet him. So we went up to him and said, hey, John, can my daughter have your autograph? And you could tell he was like, I don't know, either in a rush or, I mean, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, okay, fine. And I had brought a pen and a notepad like to get tennis players autographs, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and I guess I lost it. And so my dad was like, oh, but sorry, she doesn't have a pencil. And he was like, well, that's a problem. And he walked away. Oh, there so, you go. <laughs> I mean, didn't he do, like, when he won Wimbledon, was he was supposed to, I think it's customary that you have tea with the queen after you win and he just left? I have no idea. I think he just went on a flight home. Probably. <laughs> Instead that of having tea with the queen. What a badass. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's funny how, it, what is like, do you find that most people that, any like celebrity stuff you deal with, are people mainly nice or you get a lot of dicks? Um, I would say they're, they're mainly very cordial. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been surprised when someone is rude. Um, I mean, not that surprised because you hear stories, but yeah. yeah, I would say most people are very cordial. I mean, I'm not, you know, dealing with, so let's be real. I'm not dealing with celebrities on like a constant yeah. uh, level, although we're trying to get um, a very famous one attached as an EP to one of our. Oh, cool. Yeah. One that I would definitely date. We were just, we were talking before this about uh, hot celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm, I'm just trying to hook up with Michael Sarah <laughs> if we could get me to slide in. He doesn't even have Instagram. Oh. I can't even slide into that guy's DMs. I I, I don't know what to tell you on that one. Yeah. Um, Do you think we would be a good match? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't like. I don't like no Michael Sarah. If I if we were walking down the street, he wouldn't be like, "Oh, hey, Serena." Like it's not. Yeah. You know. If if we were walking down the street, I'd be like, "Michael." <laughs> you definitely would. I know. I got to work on that. Um, would you have? Would you ever get mixed up? Would you want to date a celebrity? Uh, Wouldn't they be the worst? Know. It would probably be complicated, but I'd be. I think I'd be willing to put up with it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm very like torn. Like you know, obviously, like I want to be famous. Duh. Why else would I have a podcast where you can't see my face? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like it also like it would probably suck to be famous. Like yeah. the same way, like John McEnroe was just like not going to give you my autograph. Well, he's also probably a dick. Yeah, like, I mean, I I don't understand the level of fame where you, like, can't walk out of your apartment. Like, that would be a nightmare. A bummer. Yeah. Like, not, but, Especially, yeah. like, now, everything you do is just, like, ripped apart. Yeah. Like, everything. It's mm -hmm. a real big nightmare, huh? I agree. Do you talk to anyone? This is kind of a non-sequitur. Of course. I'm thinking of this. Do you still, like... Hang out with a lot of people from Eastwoods still? Oh, yeah. For our listeners, Serena and I went to the same middle school in Long Island, <laughs> which is the root of all my issues. <laughs> yeah, we went to the same middle school. Our school was very... I was actually going to ask you if you wanted to discuss our middle school. Our oh, middle I school, am ready to discuss this. So Eastwoods. we went to this school, this tiny school in Oyster Bay on there Long were Island. There ten people in my ninth grade class. Ten people. It Two was boys. The school was a, like, a, like a big, beautiful mansion. Yeah, that well, they it turned, used to be a mansion. It used to be a mansion, yeah. and they turned it into a school. Uh, yeah, I had 
16 people in my class. <laughs> you had 10 in your... Well, my ninth grade. It got, it was normally like in the 20s and then like half the school left in ninth grade, which I kind of looking back wish I did. But at the same time, like I was, I was president of the school. Yeah. I was captain of all three sports. <laughs> um, I... I just did, I was like the star of every play. Like you're able to do like you're just a big fish in a small pond unless you can, you're like very dumb and untalented. If you're like not in a wheelchair, you are <laughs> you can be captain it. of the basketball you're, team. Yeah, you're just um, you're Yeah, you're I'm in charge. five two and I was captain of the basketball team. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> it kinda sets you up for failure being an Eastwood student. Oh my god, then I went to Taft and it was Taft is Definitely the hardest. Oh yeah, so too. Serena and I. Then we went to rival boarding schools. Uh, yeah. Go big, Brad. Oh, safety Bearcats. school. <laughs> Taft. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what we said. Hotchkiss. That's hilarious. Wait. So yeah, that's what happened to me. I got to Hotchkiss, and I was like, I was like, I didn't know I was mentally retarded. <laughs> I, know, I it was didn't hard. know I don't know how to walk. Uh, I thought I was a beautiful singer. I'm tone deaf. Oh yeah. Nobody wants it to definitely fuck me. set you up to think you were a lot. You were much more special yeah. than you yeah. really were. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a. Looking back on Eastwoods, I actually really liked it because it's weird because you actually did switch over to Greenville. Greenville yeah. But all of my, you know, even when I still, before I went away to school and I'm still going to Eastwoods, definitely eighth and ninth grade, maybe even seventh, like everyone that I hung out with on weekends. Greenville? Yeah. For the most part. I mean, yeah. I was like Lauren Alboff, like, mm-hmm. would still hang out with a few. But yeah, I, I really kind of abandoned my Eastwood's loyalty. But looking back, I, I look back at it fondly. I mean, say. it was like, it was lawless. Yeah. It was like a big family. And I, if the teachers would ever get mad at you, you're like, mm, watch me call my mom. She's on the board. Because every single, every single person's parent was on the board. <laughs> yeah, my mom was. Wasn't high your dad up. like president? My or dad. Your mom or someone? My dad. Yeah, they were both at different times. Like, yeah, my parents were like on the on board. The what board. did they do? Yeah, I my don't mom, think. I'm, my mom was a model and a board member. Oh my gosh. Trinka. Trinka. What a babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, well, the, we actually. Um, my whole grade got in trouble because we did a prank. I don't even remember what we did. I think we, like, you know, we were very rebellious. Like, you know, m- messed things up with toilet paper and, like, yeah. wrote on the chalkboard, like, whatever. And I actually couldn't go because I was finishing a paper, so I couldn't be part of the prank. But Mr. Ferrer asked me, he was like, if you could have gone to it, would you have? And I was like, yeah. And Then you got in trouble? T- they like threatened to get us in trouble. They didn't actually, but it was stupid. Um, did I feel like your class was actually like the slutty class? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I remember you guys would like put on makeup in the bathroom in the morning, weren't you? Probably. I remember like coming from the bus one day, and all of you guys were like in the bathroom, like putting on makeup in the morning. Probably it was, like you weren't. Allowed we were like to at fake home. slutty though. Like we yeah, didn't yeah, actually yeah. like. You weren't like I never people. like dated a boy <laughs> until like high school. Um, or no, I kind of did. Well, cop. Um, oh. And Graham Gardner a little bit. God, wow. I'm really, sorry, guys, if you're listening, but you're probably not. Um, <laughs> I never know. Fan base is no, exploding. <laughs> uh, but we didn't, like, actually. Yeah. We just wore really hot. short skirts. Yeah, cool. And my mom still to this day, every time Eastwoods comes up, even in the most tenuous way, she reminds me that they changed the dress code because of Yes, because of your class. Friends. Yeah, because we used to wear, like, short skirts. But it, really, we were not, like... Yeah, no. Actually doing, we were a lot of 
talk and yeah. no walk whatsoever. I mean, yeah, I was just in a turtleneck. I still am I'm wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> I still. like your turtleneck. I love them. Yeah, I was like, until, I, even when I got to Hotchkiss, when I got to boarding school, like, I was still a small boy until, like, I think I was, like, still wearing probably sports bras until. Uh, you're not, you're taller than me. No, I mean, like, I just physically was a boy. No, I didn't have a penis, but. <laughs> well, I wasn't <laughs> implying that. <laughs> I mean, like, I just, like, didn't know how to, like, dress like a girl yet. Because I think at Eastwood's, it was just like, uh, I don't know, I feel like Eastwood's was, uh, after your class, maybe it just became very gender neutral. <laughs> <laughs> there are no men, You're no women. You're not binary <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have got, the good old days. I have the craze. Do you ever hear that anthrax story about Eastwood's? Nope. With Chauncey and me no. and Tasha. So I guess one time when, like, we were at play practice with Donna Harrison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Wait, the drama teacher? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, she hated me. Yeah. So we had, like, whatever. I don't know. We were there late one night, and we were in the kitchen, like, hanging out during play practice. And we, we, took, uh, we took a bunch of, like, uh, flour and wrapped it in, uh, what is it, Sar- saran wrap? Yeah. To make like little bricks of cocaine, <laughs> and we like stashed you them. You did this, yes. Like Tasha <laughs> and Chauncey. I was in seventh grade there in ninth grade. But did you just see Scarface, or we don't like... know what happened? But so Hello? we made these little things and we planted them in faculty desks. Like <laughs> no, you did. Yes, yeah, like Mr. Honeycke's desk. I and, love Mr. Honeycke yeah, and some other people, and then uh, they were found. But <laughs> it was coincidentally the same time as the anthrax scare, <laughs> so. They had thought that we were pl- that there was anthrax <laughs> wrapped in saran wrap. I don't really know. And there was this guy who was like a new head of school, Mr. Kreutz, who was a very mean man. Kreutz. Yeah, yeah, that was his name. Was he was really mean. Time. And at Christmas Eve at the Curves, like Mr. Ferrer would be there, and he still didn't even know the truth. Did you get caught? No. Oh, really? We just lied and lied and lied. <laughs> did they, like, suspect you at all? They never know who did it, but they secretly knew. But they never knew. How do you know they secretly know? Because uh, there were about, like, four suspects in the whole school. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were, like, three. Because it was during the ninth grade play practice, and Natasha's grade had five people in the grade. <laughs> Actually? Yeah. Why did you go to Greenville? You just, like, wanted... Yeah, because it was, like, so small, and, like, I knew I was going to have to stay home for ninth grade. You and had all my... to? Well, I went to Hotchkiss for an interview in eighth grade, and they're like, get her out of here. <laughs> oh, they right. were just like, this is... She's not did ready. Did Luke go to, um... They're like, cut Hotchkiss? this umbilical cord. No, Luke went to Hill with all my siblings. Oh. Uh, yeah. All of your siblings went there? It, all the boys. Uh, we don't even... No one who listens to this podcast, they don't even know I have a family, basically. <laughs> You have six siblings? Five? Six. Six. I went on a date with this guy. Uh, Who's your brother? No! <laughs> what the hell? Serena! <laughs> not the sickest reference. <laughs> no, so I went on I went on a date with this guy who's a comedian, and the you know what he asked me on our first date? He looked at me and he's serious. He goes, So your both of your parents are dead? What? I said, wait, what? He goes, sorry, you just kind of give off like an orphan vibe. <laughs> I what is an orphan vibe? I don't know, but apparently I have it. I didn't know what that meant. I brought it up to someone else. I was like, you guys, like, this kid's I I brought up an orphan vibe, and these comics were in the green room. We're like, you, you kind of do. I'm going to go ahead and assume there was not a second date? No, there was not. What was your craziest Eastwoods memory? My craziest Eastwoods memory was probably, do you remember our, like, pathetic dances that we would have on Friday yeah. nights? So I think this was... 
when I was in ninth grade. This isn't like even that crazy, but I can't think of anything else. Um, and so there were five of us in our group of friends. It mm -hmm. was Lauren Alaboff, Amanda Axon, Natalia Nemchinov, whose dad was a hockey player. Sergey. Won the Stanley Cup. Hell yeah. Um, and no, there are actually six of us, I guess. Colin Gold and Alex Klesevich. And Where are any of those people now? I don't really know. Yeah. I follow them all on Instagram. Okay. I saw Lauren and Natalia when I was still living in LA. I came back here for a show and um, we all had dinner, but I haven't seen that was like four years ago. Um, but anyway, we would, we were such bitches, the five or six of us, and we would get in screaming matches. And I remember one dance, it was like three against three, and we were just like, screaming at each other and Miss Ryan do you remember her mm -hmm. who's now like married to Mr. Carter, Carter. yeah an they affair. had an affair yeah um they like had to come like break it up wow yeah it was I got in trouble once because of that affair what Go because on. I knew it was happening well they and, were very like touchy yeah, feely and, and she we, was married right yeah and we were in computer class one day and she was like, yeah, you know. The fact that she was a computer teacher, by the way, is so bizarre to me. She was like, yeah, Mr. Carter, he's like my best friend. And I'm in class, and I go, yeah, maybe a little bit more than friends. And she was like, what? And then I go, friends in bed. And then she was like, get out of here, Chloe. You actually said that? Yeah, How I got you? sent, I don't know, like sixth grade, seventh grade. Oh, wow. That's a firecracker. Yeah. Um, How long was that affair going on? I don't know. I'm so intrigued by this affair. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. But what I do know is when I think back at middle school, yeah, you know, I don't know if you feel this way too, but I was just like, why didn't I just start drinking earlier? When I think back yeah. about like, I'm like in sixth grade, a lot I should have been drinking, right? The kids at Greenville were. They, they in would, sixth like, grade, they were yeah, crazy, they, right? I had friends, and I will not name names, who would like drink, put vodka in their water bottles in literally sixth or seventh grade and drink it on the bus ride to school. In the morning? Yes. I that's the school I transferred to. <laughs> I transferred to Greenville in seventh grade. Eighth good grade. job, Trinka. Yeah. Wait, so, wow, good yeah. for them. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not going to say. Um, that's awesome. But I, yeah, I that's didn't start awesome. drinking fucked up. Sorry, I was, until I was 15. Yeah? Until I was 15. Until As I was if 15. that's late. My parents were mortified when I got caught drinking. Speaking of, like drinking-wise, do you miss being in L.A.? Like is it a different lifestyle, you think, here than there? I always ask people this. Um... There, you know, there are parts of L.A. I lived in Venice for, I lived in L.A. for seven years. You were in Venice? I, I lived in Venice for five. Yes. Oh, okay. So when I moved out there, I lived in West Hollywood, which I still have no idea why I chose West Hollywood. I think maybe I watched, like, The Hills or something, and they well, informed that decision. Him, West Hollywood and Venice are just, like, different, completely. Totally different. Being on the West West Hollywood could be in Cleveland. Like, it's very non, it's not but that like, cool. If you live in, if you live in the, East Side, which is West Hollywood, right? Uh, West Hollywood's, no. West Hollywood's, like, central. Okay, but then the West Side is Venice. Yeah. That's, like, you don't really go back and forth from there. Not really, unless you have to, which I did. I had to commute to the valley. Wow. Which was a bummer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, there are parts of me that miss it. I mean, for what I do, you know, I need to go out there for, you know, work trips and whatnot. Um, in an ideal world, I would, like, be by coastal, but I feel like that's people just say that that's kind of impossible too. Yeah, do you think like the lifestyle, like when we we're talking about like famous people, people are really famous, like they can't even leave their house without getting recognized. Do you mm -hmm. think that the ones it's it's worse for people who live in LA? Like if you're in LA and like it's kind of like you're more asking for it. 
because you're just part of that world. <laughs> you whereas, deserve it. Whereas in New York, it's kind of just like everyone's more under the radar. Um, I mean, obviously I'm not famous, so I don't know. I gather that the paparazzi are like more aggressive yeah, in LA. LA. Um, you can, yeah, you can kind of fly under the radar here, but yeah, not famous, so. Maybe after the podcast, <laughs> you never know. Fingers never crossed. Know. So, so right now, are you? Um, so you you like to write, mm-hmm. but do you ever do? Have you like done direct? So you went okay. First, let's let's backtrack. You went and you let's. did the mailroom. Yep. At uh, Endeavor, mm-hmm. and then from there, did you want to be like an agent? Or no the the agency is more just like to get your foot in the door and. If anything, it's about just making a ton of contacts because the agency is really the center of the business. Everything goes through an agent. Really goes through agencies, um, and so it's a very working an agency is a very common first step. And agents and even you know the HR department knows that most people are not going to stay there for you know much more than a few years. Like it's really? just um, to meet people and then get their next job. Yeah. So that that really was just. You know, it was the first job I was offered. I took it, and um, it made sense. You know, I, I still work with and mm-hmm. talk to um, a lot of people at um, the agencies. Like the one real person I dated in LA, I like met in the oh mail really room there yeah in the mail room. Mm-hmm. Love in the mail. You've got yeah. mail. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Clever. So are agents like you know? It's it's funny because you like the perception people have of it is like entourage. Uh, it's it's similar like that. To that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, so Ari so on Entourage is based off mm-hmm. uh, Ari Gold is Ari Emanuel mm-hmm. who started Endeavor, and for a few, I don't know, maybe a year, I my boss was a few doors down from him, so I would like hear everything in that office. The real Ari is not as like charismatic. I would say he's a little more serious, mm-hmm. but just as angry. <laughs> yeah, I always just like I always just wonder about it because it's. About moving out to LA? Yeah, about moving to LA. Well, I feel like for me, I mean, they have this like saying in stand up where they say like go to New York to get good, go to LA to get famous. Oh. Because there's just no stage time in LA. Oh, okay. Like it's hard to get stage time. You say you go to a comedy club in LA, you show up, it's like I went to the comedy store once in LA and Oh um, yeah, you were out there for like a few months, right? Staying with Natasha? Uh I stayed in my friend's uh, house in Santa Monica. Oh, okay. I sublet from her, and she was staying at our other friends. It was a beautiful train wreck, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was doing a spot, like a Purdue show at, at the Comedy Store. It was a couple years ago, and I am uh, going through like the back, and I thought I was so cool. And I don't even. This is like a couple years ago, and I was like, this guy standing there, and I'm like, excuse me, like I'm on a show, but it was just like in the upstairs, like little like <laughs> belly room. I'm like, excuse me, and then I turn around, and it's Bill Burr, and oh. he's like, I love Bill Burr. Me too. He's like, go right ahead, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. hey, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Have a good set." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, Bill sure." Burr, well, I, if I'm thinking of, he was like from Boston. Yeah, and he was on Breaking Bad for a little bit. Oh yeah, he was. Because yeah. when My you were at Dakota, too. you worked. At, you did comedy specials there, yeah. right? Uh, I didn't do the comedy they specials because comedy specials don't really require much development because uh-huh. the comedians obviously just yeah they just write do them themselves. themselves. But developed because we had a scripted side, so I developed. Um, shows for for that side so then so okay development so you went from 
doing mailroom to meeting contacts, and then you started to do, like, you were, like, production assistant and then development? Um, not so much production assistant as, like, just executive Oh, sorry. Oh. Production is, like, more hands-on on set? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was on a ton of sets, but PAs are, like, specifically on set. And then development, that means you just, like, take a project from from Uh, scratch and you bring it. God, if I had a dollar every time it... Anyone ask me what development We was. don't have to I'd talk be, about no, it. No, this no, is no. The, this is your weekend. No, no, no. I just meant it's funny because a lot of people just don't know what development is, but I'm happy to explain it. It's basically just I find new ideas, concepts for TV shows or movies, and then whether that's from newspaper articles, magazine articles, a video, like a mm-hmm. YouTube, whatever, um, a book, anything, um, and then just develop it, essentially, just cool. making it better. I mean, that's what you and I have been doing. Like, yeah. I'm, that's called, like, developing, developing it. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah. I can say, like, I'm in development. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's sick. Um, yeah. So I switched over. Wavelength is more um, scripted dramas, which is my favorite, and docs, which I – if you asked me a few years ago if I would ever want to work in documentaries – Fuck no, but I they're so good now, and I think they're really I mean, interesting. They really are. It's 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 interesting because it's easier to follow often like a narrative of a doc than it is yeah all these movies on yeah. on Netflix. Like I, I've just started to watch the docs. Yeah, no, the Netflix docs are so good, and there's actually um, so I went to Sundance a few weeks ago. Yeah, and saw the Michael Jackson oh. one. Did you hear about that? Nope. But it's actually premiering on HBO tonight and that's just a doc that was like riveting and it's about yeah. these two boys who definitely were molested by him. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Did you see the document the Netflix uh in plain sight? Abducted in plain sight. Abducted in plain sight. I haven't. My sister told me that I should watch wow. it. It's just it's a movie. It's not a series, It's a movie, right? yeah. yeah. I know the story. It's about a girl, her family friend abducted her, right? Yeah, and but, but the whole thing was, it's at the end of the day, you watch it, you listen to it, and it's frustrating because you're like, how Hello? are people so stupid? Well, it's the parents that are so stupid, right? The parents are so stupid, yeah. they let the molester sleep in her bed every single yeah, day. Yeah, that was like the Michael Jackson thing. It's yeah. like, and, but that one's a little, it makes sense at least because you're like, oh, you just want to be friends with Michael Jackson and like be yeah. famous by proxy almost. So it's interesting because I wonder all these documentaries that come out like, if they end up can using these like evidence and stuff to like prosecute people. Well, that happened with R. Kelly. Really? Yeah. So surviving, I think it's just surviving R. Kelly, which was randomly on Lifetime, but Lifetime's kind of stepping up their game. So they, it was all about, it was a show. I think it was six episodes, hour long. And it was all these girls who had been sexually abused by him and in some cases their parents on the show. And after the show, which came out either in, February, January. Um, he was, uh, you know, he didn't you say the headlines recently? He was like in yeah. jail last week. Um, and that was because of evidence that the uh, documentary presented, basically. So it can, yeah, it's happen. Uh, I mean, in the Michael Jackson, obviously, it's dead. So yeah, <laughs> it can happen, but it is possible. Um, yeah, you know, um, it's very. Do you think that people like R. Kelly are like you know Weinstein and them after all this stuff, Louis, whatever, like they're gonna get to work again? Or do you think I that, hope not. Really, you think? Because I wonder if it's like goes in like. I th- I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like Louis C.K. will work again, which I actually, I went to, um, a show with him at Madison Square Garden last year with my best friend, and he's great, mm-hmm. but 
I just, what he did is, I just find it disgusting. And the fact that he's like slowly trying to get back in with going to like comedy sets, I don't know, just bothers me. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was eventually forgiven. Yeah. Um, Harvey. Harvey Weinstein, I don't think so. Unless, I mean, they're just, I don't know who would work with him. And it's a shame because Harvey Weinstein, like, made fantastic movies, especially yeah. in the 90s. I mean, Pioneer. Yeah, I mean, Miramax, if you just go through, like, IMDb, it's, uh, that just sucked because it was like, oh, so we're not getting any more movies from Harvey Weinstein anymore. But he obviously, no, he doesn't no. deserve to work again. I don't really, I'm not sure about Louis C.K., but what I don't think we should do is forgive people just because they're so talented. Like, I yeah. hate that. Like, I had a hard time for a while believing that, like, Woody Allen was guilty, and I, I mean, I think he is. Um, yeah. And I would get in debates with my roommate in L.A. at the time. What was he? It was for, like, uh, was it molestation or something? Yeah. Um, and apparently of his daughter. He didn't even marry his daughter? Yeah, so that, like, to me is very clear evidence that, like, you're a pervert. Um, yeah, yeah. He he married a, a girl, girl he that he, that um, Mia Farrow, it wasn't Mia Farrow, I think so, um, adopted, and then, you know, he raised her. Wow. So, yeah, it's gross. She got Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if... He'll probably just work. I don't know, but I Woody Allen. I, it's that's what it is. I think it's these people that are extremely talented, and then they get once they get they get validation. That. They they think that uh, rules don't apply to them. Oh, totally. Which yeah. is what happens, and then now with all like everything going on in the world, how everything is just everything is like everything's like such a what's the right word like a carbon so whatever. Everything has a footprint right now. Mm -hmm. Like everything you do, like tweets, everything comes right, back to yeah. haunt you. So people just like well, that's why can't Kevin get Hart away. Couldn't yeah. Or, I don't know. Did he step down or did they fire him? I can't remember. But you know that's Max? why. I think he ended up stepping down. Okay, I think gotcha. they wanted him to apologize. And oh, he, and he right. said no. Yeah. 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 Well, that was weird, though, because someone must have. I mean, those tweets were not Buried. great, but like three, four years ago. Yeah. So someone, and I think he, I don't, I'm not on Twitter, but I had heard that he tweets pretty frequently. So if you're, if that's three or four years ago, I mean, that is thousands and thousands and thousands of tweets. So someone like, yeah, did that so, went back deliberately. So there's also people like going out of their way to get other people in trouble. Yeah, for sure um, too. Totally. Um, That's what I worry about. Like it's hard with comedy because comedy. I wonder if, if this is something you come across in, in film. Everything has have to become a lot because in stand up, everyone's people are just like everyone's gets offended by everything. These days, and I wonder, yeah, I and, think that's lame. Yeah, um, is that something in film going on that like you have to watch when you're developing like. You know, things are just, like, getting more and more offensive. Um, yes. I mean, docs are – I feel like you get more of a free pass in yeah. documentaries because they're just based on facts. Yeah. Um, but I do think that's something that's become a lot more prevalent in a in a good way, but sometimes it's a little tedious. Um, it's just everyone has to be represented, you mm -hmm. know. And – Again, I, th I think for the most part that's great. I just don't think that you should um, say yes to someone's movie because, you know, they're from Papua New Guinea and, yeah, yeah. you know, have one leg. Like, I think like, <laughs> you should, like, you know, anyway. I Yeah. It's yeah. just a lot more about. Everyone's so sensitive, so it's interesting. Like, content gets so, so skewed at this point, especially yeah. in stand-up because, like, I heard a, a comic at a show 
was making Mark Norman. He's so funny, and he was talking. And oh wait, I've heard of him. He's Is very like one of Amy Schumer's like, mm-hmm. people. Yeah, yeah. He used to open for, her, but he's like very successful on his own. Hilarious. And I was on a show with him, and he was uh, talking. He said some joke, and he was just talking to the audience, and he was like, you know, like why do you guys all come here and, and you groan at my jokes? Like if you're gonna groan, just like hold it in, do or it, don't come, do it at home, yeah, <laughs> or something like, like groan at home. And yeah, it's like a lot of people go to comedy shows. I've gone to shows where people are just sitting in the front row for all their comics with like just their arms crossed, and it's like, why do you want to pay money to be here? That's also just rude. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's and everything you just have to be so every people just get so offended. Sure. Yeah. Oh, but damn time. Uh, no, yeah, I think that's very detrimental to yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it that's is. Some like lame, but yeah, it's kind of stifling. Yeah, because I mean, like, I guess it's funny because, like, stand up is like, I guess a lot of comics use it as like a form of therapy. Like, they just like speak their minds and say crazy stuff. Yeah. Or it's like, I could say whatever I want in therapy and I'm not going to like get heckled or like groaned <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. at. <laughs> yeah. When I use it on stage, people are like, oh, you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird time. It is. And that's why I'm wondering if you think that, like, this whole sensitivity of everything so hypersensitive and everything offensive is a phase and it's going to pass and people are just going to like become like numb to it again or it's just going to get worse um i i'm not even sure it can get worse i mean maybe it can can't things always get worse yeah, that's true very true and then yeah. Donald Trump got elected um, <laughs> yeah but he, i i hope it's a phase um i mean look i, would, I i'm not I don't think people should offend people for the sake of offending of course people. Not. But I yeah. think especially with comedy, which is kind of like an angry mm-hmm. art form a lot of yeah. the times. Like if you can't, you know, I think everything can be made fun of. It just sometimes, I guess, depends on the execution of yeah. that joke or of that documentary or TV show, whatever. Um, yeah, so I don't, I feel like it might be a phase, but if it is, it, it feels like it's been a very long phase. For it real. It seems we've been in this. It's become like a more of an industry ooh, standard. You can't say that. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. I have another question for you. Go for it. Okay, so um, there's been a lot of TV shows, movies that have Alcoholics Anonymous in them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, AA, for AA, there's, like, this whole thing that it's supposed to be you're not supposed to talk about it mm-hmm. in publications or anything. Does that ever get heat? Having AA featured? Yeah. Does that ever become an issue in things? Um, certainly not one that I've encountered. I'm just um, curious. No, I don't think so. I think... Um, it seems to me, and maybe not, but a lot of the times that... Um, the people doing it are in the program. Yeah, or the, it's in comedies. So I feel like, again, comedies can kind of get away yeah. with things that yeah. maybe dramas would not. But, I mean, you tell me, has there ever been anything like that's been offensive in the way AA is presented? No, there hasn't, but I just know, like, one of the traditions or something of the program is, like, this should never be talked about in public or, like, masses or radio or something at the level of press and radio. Meanwhile, it's, like, into everything. It's in so much stuff, and I think by people who I'm not, I don't know, but I think some of the people, like, could be in AA that, you know, use it. So I always wonder, like... Yeah, I feel like a lot of those times um, 
those come from personal yeah. stories and experiences and and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of of the school. Um, I used to think that like you can make fun of l- literally everything except 9/11. I have like a weird mm-hmm. 9/11 thing, but I've kind of changed my mind. Yeah, we should cut my line about it. Oh, I don't about, remember you saying. Oh, anything. I said Heath Ledger was your 9/11. Oh, you don't have to cut that. No, like no, that. I, th- I now. I know. Yeah, I, it was just a. A period where I just oh I think it's were, te- I agree it's terrible yeah, no, it's so close to, to home yeah, yeah exactly we don't have to go on into that but now I kind of think nothing is off limits and mm-hmm. AA to me I mean I, I'm not in the program so yeah. <laughs> maybe I should be um, so <laughs> I don't uh, Recru- I'm, I don't I'm recruited <laughs> everybody keep drinking <laughs> doing recruits um, yeah no I don't think. Do you think, so I talk about in the podcast like sobriety and rehab and whatever journey I'm on. Yeah. And do you think that it is, say I, I would consider myself, you know, I'm the talent or whatever. So I wonder if <laughs> if, if it's a bad. In life or if, just <laughs> on the like, podcast? On the podcast. But I wonder, I'm like, if I meet people like career wise, like, is it a bad look for me to like, how soon do I be like, oh no, I'm sober. I'm an AA or it, sometimes it, I don't know. Is it like a bad? I know in other industries, like I'm not. You're not going to go to a job interview in finance and be like, I just got out of rehab. <laughs> like, like is your question like how long you should hold off? Or like, on? is it just a bad look? Like, is like to say you're sober or or to just be to, sober? just to, no, just to like say you know, for example, say I'm getting coffee with you and I'm talking to you about my script or something like that. I'm like, oh yeah, this is like I went to rehab. I ran away from this place. I did that. Like, this is does it. Does it matter? No. <laughs> oh, I'm, that's what I was curious. Like, if no. it's, I was wondering, like, oh, if I'm talking to like a manager, if like I'm just like upfront, like, oh, these are my problems. If they're going to be like, don't want to work with this person. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, in the first meeting, yeah. be like, these are my problems, <laughs> and then like, you know, give a laundry list of all your yeah, issues. No, yeah. But um, to be sober, or the fact that you went to rehab is no nothing to be. Yeah, especially in. In, in, that's what I was wondering. And, you know, in entertainment, so it's are like sober. Or yeah, addicts. Yeah, active addicts. Because <laughs> that's what I wonder. Because um, I'm just like, oh, like I just don't want someone to think I'm like you know a crazy person. No, but no. I guess like if you are a comedian, they're gonna assume that you're not like the most normal. Yeah. Person. Yeah, you're like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, Whew, what a weight off my shoulders. <laughs> I don't have Is this to. An eating away at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like. <gasps> Gotta act like I'm working at Goldman. I'm like, where is my 401k? <laughs> I'm like, I don't have I don't one. Have I just all I have is a joke book. <laughs> all I have is a joke book, and I might be getting my period. That's like all I have going oh. for me. No, I don't know. I have a I have IUD. When does it expire? Oh, I don't know. We me. don't know. Um, yeah, nothing to be ashamed about. Wow, wow! I just learned so much, Serena. Thank you so much. <laughs> I learned before. Right before I got on this podcast, that everyone else was a comedian, so I feel like except this is for the- Babyface James, the oh, rapper. Right, right, but he's famous. So sorry to all the listeners who are expecting. Something oh my god, no! Are funnier. you kidding? No, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, you're a star. Well, you should be a comedian. <laughs> no, I'm recruiting comedians, no. alcoholics. I'm trying to get everyone to join me on my journey. <laughs> um, Serena, I hate when people say journey. <laughs> Just FYI. It's a joke. It's a I joke. Know, I know. <laughs> Journey. Um, no, one time I texted a boy and I was like, I haven't talked about boys at all. Killing it. Uh, 
I'm like getting get better at dating every day on this damn thing. Oh, good. Either that or my meds are working. No. <laughs> um, probably that. Yeah, no, I texted this boy, uh, Dick, and uh, one time I was like, hey, like I'm going away for a little, like I thought he was going to be like, oh my God, where? To, when you were going to rehab? Something like stupid. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, oh my God, where? I'm going to miss you. And all he wrote back was, journey. <laughs> <laughs> I think you told me that actually. Yeah. Wow, what a shithead. What a legend. Uh, what a lucky girl I am that I'm, <laughs> it's not happening. But anyways, uh, wouldn't be a good podcast if we didn't end with that. But Serena, I want to thank you so much for coming on The Close of Show. Of course, thank you for having Such me. Such a treat. You want to want anyone to follow your handles? No, absolutely no? not. You want to plug anything you got coming out? No. Okay. <laughs> Is that what people do a lot? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you could plug whatever. No. Just... Just just her. Yeah. <laughs> Serena's the best. Uh, and uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. You can follow us at The Clo Show Podcast or follow me at The Clo Show. And we're out. <laughs>